They've been saving their allowance for weeks to see this movie. What am I supposed to tell them? Just what the heck am I supposed to tell them? We're real sorry. Here's some money back, eh? It's only 15 bucks. Take it. It's yours. Take off. That's Dad's beer money, eh? Hey, look! They're giving refunds in the alley! Got him! Episode 168 of the Cult of Matt and Mark, Cult Film Review Podcast. I'm Matt. And I'm Mark. And make sure to head over to the Facebook and like us at the Cult of Matt and Mark. Or head over to our blog at cultfilmreview.blogspot.com or shoot us an email at cultfilmreview at gmail.com. Uh, show news this week. Well, I finally know who I'm voting for for president. Yeah, Donald Trump, the right? Trump's, you know, he's very rich. Uh, ha, ha, ha. I, I, you know what? I, I hated Donald Trump, but now I love him because uh, what he's doing is he's basically showing the farce of American uh, p- uh, presidential politic, political campaigning. And uh, everybody in the country gets it, and they're finally opening their eyes to the truth. No, they're not. Of course they're not. No, no. But I love it because it's just a, like he's out there calling like John McCain, a, you know, a wuss and Lindsey Graham a fag. And he just Lindsey Graham shit. is probably homosexual. Uh, well, I think we're, know, as I think most Southern Southern Republicans with quaffed hairdos, I assume they're all in the closet. So and I, I would probably not saying. call John McCain a pussy if it hadn't been for his presidential campaign. Then I think you might actually call him one. <laughs> Yeah, that's not uh, getting captured in Vietnam. It would be uh, his uh, presidential campaign. That he got but, uh, he got pussy whipped by his advisors to have Palin be his uh, yeah, running. He mate. was he got used he a, and abused. I don't know what he lost control of that campaign, and uh, it was it was a real shame because otherwise he's a pretty decent candidate. He was a POW of a shitty. Uh, presidential campaign. That's kind of what. Uh, yeah, he really. Yeah, that went, that campaign is. went off the rails. I can. I still cannot believe that Palin stuff. I still don't understand who thought that was a good idea. That was just mind. Wow, mind. That was that was back in those mind-boggling days. I just you just don't understand them. They, just, they make no sense any longer. I know, but we got Trump, man. He got Trump. I I, I love that guy. Oh, uh, he'll just, uh, he'll bow out soon enough. Whenever he, yeah, uh, I know, but it's fun while he's just toxifying the shit out of the whole scene. Well, I, good. I, There's I, no I reason it. we should be talking about these Yahoo Yahoos this early. Oh my God, no shit. Yeah, we, if we were like a progressive parliamentary country, we'd just like call an election, and a month later we'd have a new you know government. And that would be it. Instead, we have to fucking uh, waste billions of dollars and. At this point, I don't even know what those billions of dollars buy anybody. Uh, I don't. I don't even watch, uh, uh, you know, political TV ads. I just fast forward through shit. I don't know. I guess there's some old people in Ohio that it's affecting, and that's where most of the money gets spent anyway. But uh, look, we're uh, all gonna we're all gonna hold our nose and write in Nader when it gets right oh, down man. to it, or Sanders. Or uh, Shea Guevara or somebody, I don't know. Huh? Fuck, man. I, 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 I'm so burnt out on, I, I've gotten to that, uh, what is it? Uh, it's beyond cynic level of political commentary. Back in my youth, they used to have opinions and, uh, you know, be all hopped up on Chomsky. But now I just, just like, fuck it. don't care. <laughs> That's the spirit. Don't care. Hear that, listeners? Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Rose and I watched an interesting documentary mm. uh, on Friday. We carved out a little time to watch a, a film, and it's called uh, uh, The Wolf Pack. I don't know if you've heard of it. Mm. No, I've never heard of it. And one. it's about these, I think, six uh, kids who are, are basically uh, kept at home in their sort of Lower East Side tenement by their strange cult-like father mm-hmm. for most of their young lives. Like, literally, they don't leave the apartment except for a few times a year. And, uh, and is it, he's what, kind of what, like... What sort of the time period where this took place? Uh, like uh, 2000s, hmm. early 2010s. Hmm. And uh, instead, they just lived life through movies and reenacted film. And uh, it's pretty interesting. It's uh, and, and you can kind of tell at the end of it... Uh, despite what I would consider almost sort of uh, 
abusive type of uh, <laughs> treatment. Their, I mean, their parents loved them, but in a really weird kind of, uh, uh, they were fearful for them. Mm-hmm. So that's why they were keeping them inside and homeschooling them and all that. Uh, but you you got the sense that they were going to be like uber creative because they, 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 a few of them were like working as production assistants for plays and things like that. Hmm. And, uh, their, their movie breadth was pretty stupendous. And uh, way just, better than they were, ours. Were they telling their own story here? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was really. It was really interesting. And they were strangely uh, well adjusted. And what was the for, what was the title uh, of that movie again? It's called uh, the Wolf Pack. Hmm. Yeah. And anyway, and so I thought of an interesting experiment for you and I, Mark. We are going to uh, neglect society. Yeah. Find the cheapest uh, apartment that we can possibly find. Okay. Go on welfare. Never leave for like. I don't know, years and just watch movies all day. And I think I think if we survive and we don't kill each other, mm-hmm. uh we'll 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 have a greater appreciation for movies and I think we could really take this podcast to a new level. So, we could double or, or treble our listenership. Yeah, are you in? I'm gonna have are to think on this it. wild yeah, experiment. I'm gonna have to think on it very seriously. I, it, I, just you and me, twenty four seven. In, in like a shitty like uh, junkie squat watching movies for like a year or two. That oh, oh it's only for a year or two. Well, that makes yeah. a difference. I, th- I thought it was well, be a permanent it may, it may depend. It becomes uh, you know who's the abusive codependent one that we'll have to. I mean, I know there's people that watch a lot of movies. The truth is, I don't watch that many films. Fuck, neither do I. I'm so, not these days. I mean, Jesus Christ. I watched one movie this week. Uh, me too, and I watched it in two parts. <laughs> oh, 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 that uh, that I actually stopped at the intermission. Much? I stopped at the intermission. Oh, and uh, well, the intermission's yeah, quite a ways through the film, but uh, I know. so uh, let's get into it. So uh, this week, uh, our film is the 1983 uh, classic *Strange Brew*, starring uh, Rick Moranis and uh, Dave Thomas as uh, Bob and Doug McKenzie. Uh, as seen on SCTV. Mm-hmm. So this is a uh, sketch comedy fleshed out into a full film, mm-hmm. uh, a, a merciful 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. And uh, plot rundown real quick. Something is rotten at the Elsinore Brewery. Bob and Doug McKenzie helped the brewery's, brewery's founder's daughter, Pam, regain the brewery founded by her recently deceased father. But to do so, they must confront the suspicious brewmaster and two teams of vicious hockey players. It's kind of a shitty plot summary. Hmm. Sorry, but that's uh, that's what I got right now. Yeah, and, uh, I, mean, I, I guess that's sort of it. Um, there's a it correction a, I'd like to a, make. It is a really weird plot, but go ahead and make your correction. Uh, sh- I, the actress Pam, I had uh, mistaken, and I got to find the actress. Uh, the, it's Lynn Griffith, Griffith, and she is a Shakespearean a- actress. But I had fuck. I can't find the. Uh, uh, yeah, you were saying you had a crush on her, which yeah, I, it's not her. I was thinking about I, that I when I was watching. It's like, oh no, all right, well, whatever. Oh god, I can't even. Jesus, but it's my, not somebody in the film. So. There's no other women in this film. Is are there? Um, no. Okay. Hold on, I, I'm getting there. I, well, there's my, the lady who uh, works IMDb the desk skills. who likes donuts. I mean, you could sort of have some crush for you, like some woman, like sort of a stuffer thing. I think that's sort of a, what do they call that? It's sort of a the fetish. The stuffer thing? Have. Yeah, it's sort of like people fetishize feeding women food and getting them fat. So there's like people, like oh. sort of professionals you know who do that. Yeah, I was watching something on Vice and in Mauritania, which is one of these god Oh, yeah, I've heard of the, 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 yeah, the, they, they, Get, they make women gain like fifty pounds before they yeah get by yeah. drinking like goat's milk and, yeah, they uh, constantly just, and they, they call, it it a gov- call it gavage a good gavage well gavage is a term for flooding the larynx I mean flooding the the pharynx so yeah. I think maybe they're well they used it in some kind of different turn then i remember the word though they, and it was these uh, they force feed them or they just make no no it's constantly. just these poor poor girls sitting out in like these open air tents. Uh, drinking goat's milk for like a month or two to fatten up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard about that. Attractive. Yeah, yeah, and and the the vice guy, he's just like this little scrawny hipster dude. Mm-hmm. 
went out and tried it with them and just started heaving. <laughs> oh, the amount disgusting. of fat. Yeah, it's got to be. It's yeah. got to be incredible. There's no way your body can. I mean, I guess you. I wonder if you really up your bile production to absorb all that fat. It's got to be a weird uh, trip. So uh, the actress that I had a crush on in the early '80s was uh, Cherry Lungi, mm. who started in Excalibur as Guinevere, not Lynn Griffith. Oh, they do sort of uh, look as, similar now that I think about it. It's interesting. Yeah, and as a kid, uh, I, I had uh, not the internet at my disposal to sort of vet uh, what actresses were who. So I had mistaken her. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Sherry Lungi when she's actually not Sherry Lungi, but she's still pretty attractive. Uh, and uh, I don't know, her, her American accent should have given it away, but whatever. So, uh, yeah, there you go. My correction. Mm-hmm. I stand corrected. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I, I mean, uh, I don't know. Uh, let's see here. What is the best person in this performance? You know, I really enjoy. I thought the, the, the craziest uh, person was Mel Blanc. Mel Blanc, Mel Blanc, the, uh, voice of uh, Bugs Bunny, and uh, oh Jesus, you know, that Sam was Mel Blanc, Sam. wasn't it? He played the father. I mean, he voiced the father. Oh, he wasn't wow. actually in the movie at all. There was one shot of the father, but it was a drag act. And they were watching Duggan. cartoons. Mm-hmm. Isn't that something? Yeah, I thought that, that... voice sounded really familiar. Oh, and, it does. Uh, so that was a hell of a get by these guys. Why don't you two hosers go get me some beer? <laughs> Wow. Oh, oh by the way, yeah. uh, H- Hoser mm-hmm. is uh, more or less credited to, to uh, Bob and Doug McKenzie. Oh, really? Uh, that wasn't a real very term? few. Or was it well, just a real the, localized thing in Toronto? The, the, the closest or the most popular origin of the term Hoser is a Canadian hockey reference, perhaps, where the losing hockey team uh, before the time of the Zamboni would have to re-ice the rink. Uh, and then would have to use a water hose to do it. And so if you're a loser, you're a hoser because you have to hose down the hockey rink. Oh, I never knew that. That's very interesting. No, it's, 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 it's not legit, but it's as close as anybody can hmm. uh, make it. And uh, I don't know why uh, Dave Thomas and Rick Moranis are taking that one to their grave. But <laughs> oh, well, They were just creating a I character guess. probably based on somebody they knew. You know, they're big hockey fans, they're basically the hicks of uh of uh toronto area well it's it's weird because that accent the canadian accent it does spread like peanut butter across that uh that long border of theirs and uh i've been up in up in british columbia and uh run across some individuals that that are local but still have that uh that strange canadian accent that i don't I, the only things that you can really isolate it to is the term eh at the end of every sentence. What are you doing, eh? Yeah, it's just a little adaptation. And, uh, and then uh, the use of about and oot, you know? That's just I'm like how they talk, man. Oot and about, eh? Well, it's strange. And, and what I, at least in British Columbia, what I realize is the further north you go, the stronger that accent gets. So I think it's, a, it's, it's, it's much more uh, like down in uh, the States here. The I guess the further out in the sticks you get, the stronger Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Northwest twang, or yeah, exactly. So I think that's kind of the deal. Yeah, well, Canada. I mean, they're just caricatured of une- uneducated layabout blokes, and uh, hilariously so because they're different than than American <laughs> fuck ups. Mm-hmm. They're pretty in similar a in a lot of ways. They drink too much. They don't work. Yeah. They live at home. They yeah. can't hold a job. Uh, you know, they're, they're uh, you know, sloppy. They drink uh, fucking beer with donuts. That one right there is a, uh, that grossed me out. That whole scene grossed me out. Oh, we, the, with, oh you didn't uh, like the idea of having bits of dog food oh, in your beer? That was I remember gross. that. I watched this film, like I had mentioned, with my grandmother mm-hmm. uh, back in probably this, whenever it showed up on uh, HBO. And uh, I just, I just remember watching that as a kid, and just almost ralphing. It, it was, it was that when he poured that fucking beer and from the the hose heads fucking bowl into that glass, and all the little bits of shit is just trickling into that. Oh. And then uh, my dad used to like a concoction. He was a big Labatt's man. He, he enjoyed the Canadian mm-hmm. beer. 
uh, the, the ales, you know. I, I think for shitty cheap beer, Canada sort of rises above the American mm-hmm. mass. Oh, well, breweries. there's always hams. It's the beer refreshing. Hams, I, hams. That, that's the Minnesota beer. Is, is that is that a fave of yours? Uh, no, it was a fave when oh. I was growing up. I remember it around oh. the house. Uh, my my dad drank Labatt's, and he used to uh, fucking put Clamato into it. Oh, yeah, red and beer. It, a lot of people like that. It's really popular, even more so had, these days. And it had that like sort of like his glass would empty, and it would have that sort of pulpy resin. Yeah, the uh, uh, V eight sort of. Well, that's exactly what it is. It's just, uh, you know, it's a uh, fiber. And uh, it reminded me of that scene in Strange Brew, <laughs> where that shit they're pouring into their dad's glass looks like the shit my dad used to drink, and so. Uh, I used to have sort of a gut response mm-hmm. every time I'd see those empty glasses. Do you not drink oh. red beer? Fuck no. It's not bad. No. I could see kind of doing up a shandy, even though I've never had one. But uh, What's a shandy? Fucking red beer. It's like where you pour lemonade in beer. Hmm. You know, it's kind of like, a, like an overdone Hefeweizen, you know, with a lemon in it. Oh, interesting. So. Huh. Anyway, but uh, that was great. Uh, and then I started craving some Tim Hortons, which we don't have down in the States, at least this end of the, the country. Uh, I remember I was uh, at a business meeting in Ohio, and uh, they brought in some Tim Hortons. And I was just like, the, the, the our customer, I was like, you guys have Tim Hortons down here in Ohio? And they looked at me like, of course. Oh, you betcha. Oh, my God. We got the Tim Hortons, eh? <laughs> so, yeah, what do you think we are, eh? <laughs> bunch of cretins yeah I, I, I mean is there something special about it i mean i guess i'm not i don't have a huge sweet tooth i mean i like a donut every once in a while but uh is there something special about tim hortons do they have a special no, just thing a, they do or is it well, just like a just, good donut it's just the grass is greener kind of thing mm. and i think uh the the for a, kind of a, a fast food chain tim hortons seems to be sort of like a uh Kind of like a, a little little point of community in in the Canadian landscape. Mm-hmm. You know, they have free Wi Fi. You see, sort of a diverse crowd. It's sort of like a McDonald's of Canada. Kind of, but they, they specialize sort of in the breakfast end of it. You well, know, they, they don't do. They are only open in the mornings. I don't know. Actually, hmm. that's a mystery. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of the Tim Hortons. They're it's always just... plastered all over the wall boards in Canadian hockey. Like if you watch some hockey, you'll see mm-hmm. Tim Hortons on the side of the, uh, you know, the rink all over the place for the Maple Leafs or hmm. the, uh, you know, um, the. Do they have them in British Oilers? Columbia? Oh yeah, they're across the country, man. Hmm. Yeah, you're literally sitting uh, 50 miles as a crow flies from Tim Hortons as, um, as we speak. You know, I think I'll just go to the local supermarket if I'm feeling like a donut. <laughs> so uh let's let's maybe get deeper into the movie so did you when was the last time you saw this film um boy it must have been years ago like on channel 11 or something uh or channel 22 because yeah. I, there's some parts i don't didn't remember like i didn't remember the flying dog scene <laughs> I, I did i had no recollection if that's how they solved the Oktoberfest problem. I didn't yeah. realize that um, the character uh, played by uh, what was his name uh, the um, the hockey player uh, who played Jean LaRose. Yeah, uh, he went by Rosie. Yeah, um, Rosie. Hey, Rosie. I didn't realize he was uh, he had had a nervous breakdown, and he was a patient at the. Uh, at the insane asylum. Oh, Elsinore. That's right. The Elsinore yeah. insane asylum. I thought he was just an employee there, but I realized, oh, he was like the best of the insane asylum patients, so they had them working at the uh, at the brewery. Right. So I right. thought that was sort of interesting. And uh, Elsinore Brewery, a victim of uh, what we would call the 21st century pro- problem of automation. Yeah, I mean, so it's a, it's a, a, I mean, it's an issue. Yeah, I mean, uh, figured out a way to get rid of all the employees. But that was sort of a thought place. on people's minds as the auto industry really changed and new practices and automation was brought in. Yeah, uh, and plus yeah. you had you know, I mean, the 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 economic decline of the seventies was you know people were still sort of coming to grips with the the new economy. You understand? Right. And I and I didn't remember that this is not a very good movie. Is one thing oh, I, you didn't one, like Strange one, one, Room. One thing I forgot was that it's really not a really good movie. You know what I mean? 
It doesn't. Uh, it has. It, it suffers severely from the problem of bit stretch that a lot of these I, bit movies suffer from, and I think this this one I, suffers from it as well. See, I'm stuck, unfortunately, in the quagmire of nostalgia when it comes to Strange Brew. So yeah, that's interesting. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, what's? I mean, the thing is, what's funny about it? I mean, here, let me play. Let me pay a couple of bits by. I mean, I, I just. I was trying to find a. I was like, I'm going to record some of their bits, you know, real funny ones. So let's let me play two of them, and you tell me what's funny about this. Oh, you farted! No, it wasn't me. It was the chair, eh? He's lying. Check no. the machine, eh? I'm not lying. He's lying, all right. I don't need no machine to tell me that, eh? I didn't do it. I swear. Oh, jeez, don't slice cheese in here. Will you? Take off. I mean, a lot of people like that, but in, in a sense, I, I mean, the funny thing about it is the fart joke, and I'm fine with fart jokes. And then the other funny thing is just their banter. Well, that's that see, like. now you, you're hitting the nail on the head there. That's kind of why I find this movie funny, is because just the uh, uh, the caricature uh, of Bob and Doug McKenzie. And and the ridiculous mm. conversations and their inane inter, interchanges mm-hmm. are uh, it just. They're, yeah, I understand. Like, uh, like when they're getting away in their van at the beginning, and they, they run to the cop, and uh, I think it's Doug says, "Oh, my brother's drunk," or was it uh, Bob said, "My brother's drunk." So or something. It's, it's yeah, sort of funny. Like, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, that didn't hit me as terribly funny. Here, here's a here's another piece. Those big cons are gonna love you, eh? What do you mean? You're a cute little guy. They're going to be loving you from dawn until dusk. Turn! Where are you going to be? I'll be in the cafeteria selling smokes. Oh, <laughs> uh, the old prison rape joke. Uh, well, see, I don't know. To me, it's just... Uh, I can't explain it. Yeah, no, I, Again, I understand, stuck boy, in it just, the mud of it, it, just, it just did not hit me. And believe me, I like SCTV quite a bit. But... Um, uh, and I try to stay pretty positive on movies, but boy, man, I was, I was sort of bored watching oh, this film. Sorry, I mean it was real I'm slow, sorry. and the plot is the plot's bad. The plot is really the pl- dumb. The plot of Hamlet, you're saying is that is that what this takes from Hamlet? Well, well, because the ghost of the father comes. Back I mean, to it's the Elsinore for fuck's sake. Oh, is that the so family if- name in? No, that's the castle name in, in Hamlet. So I didn't realize that. That connection. didn't beat you senseless. Well, I mean, that makes that makes the look. the father coming back as the ghost make more sense now. Well, of course, now it has yeah. a purpose. I never realized that. And Pam is Hamlet, yeah. mostly, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. uh, the uncle obviously married uh, her her father's or her mother, which is what happened in Hamlet. Um, oh, that's why they're getting married so soon. Oh, and uh, that makes it make a lot more sense. Bob and Doug are playing the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern oh, character. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Well, you know, well, I, all of a sudden, this movie's very highbrow. And if, if <laughs> it's, it's not highbrow at all, but it does have Max, I mean, Max, Max von Sydow. Yeah, Max von so. Sydow's in there. I enjoy his fake teeth and his pot belly. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty good. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't, boy, it just didn't hit me, man. I'll tell you. I don't know. Uh, but uh, we can go over some of the I, bits. I mean, uh, well, okay, so... They're talking bug food beer. Well, okay. We talked about that. The flying dog. I like the flying dog scene. That was one of the more absurdest moments of the movie. And okay, I enjoyed, so is, gonna, is that a reference to Hamlet? Is there a? Do they throw yeah, a dog out a window no. at some point? No, you're, you're, we're kind of done after what I just sort of laid oh, out. Okay. You're, you're, yeah. Um, I'll I'll, I'll kind of throw out my favorite bits, and and these are more or less coming from the the mind of a of a ten or eleven year old because mm-hmm. that's when I saw. Uh, strange brew and i've glommed onto him the uh the <laughs> rosie rescue scene in lake ontario where he uh kisses pam and then proceeds to descend to the bottom yeah yeah, yeah that was <laughs> absurdly uh-huh. and then uh and then they're all uh i guess breathing from 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 beer bottles empty beer at bottles? the bottom 
Oh, fucking ants. I don't know. Is it? And then he has to roll down. And the cop comes with his uh, and badge. And he shows him his license and stuff, yeah. See, I still found that Yeah, I mean, amusing. That's, that's, got, that's got an absurdist amusement to it. It didn't tickle me, but I can see how it could have. I just, well, the, the thing that is a kid that I didn't, like, Rosie just... Just like floating dead down to the bottom. Yeah, I was trying lake. to figure out what happened. Was like that Rosie guy didn't <laughs> die, did he? No, he just he just like gave up. It just, I don't know what the hell happened. It was so hmm. ridiculous. Hmm. Yeah, so, no, no. Uh, I mean, that's a ridiculous scene where he shows him the license. I, I think I was tickled by that a little bit. Okay, so that was that was okay. one of my my more favorite bits. Um, let's see uh, the uh, opening scene, it, not the opening. You know the escape so much, but the uh, the, the twenty fifty one AD movie scene. Yeah, I, I mean, that was I did funny. enjoy Bob's. It's Bob is the Moranis character, right? Yeah, uh, uh, Bob was his his outfit as he's playing the uh, the the uh, human character. He had right. a Star Trek uniform on and like a jock strap <laughs> over it. I thought that was pretty funny. And I thought there was nothing the- to do. Eh? There was no bowling alleys open anywhere. <laughs> I don't know. I just I just found that fucking funny. Uh-huh. And uh, the van, their van that they they retrofitted. Mm, they had a the, little uh, special effect with a miniature yeah. on a. Yeah, I mean that was classic practical effects, and they even were at the <laughs> shop with the lift. That was that. Cra- yeah, that you can see the ceiling of the shop, or you can see yeah. the hydraulic lift. Oh yeah. <laughs> so uh, I enjoyed that. Um, yeah, I guess there's not is there a lot a scene of where they bits bribe in here, somebody. I wrote down, What's that? Is there a scene where they bribe somebody? Oh, they're bribe. They no, the mouse scene. The mouse in the bottle. Oh, the mouse. Maybe that's what I meant the, when I wrote down store. when they go to the beer place and the mouse thing. You know, it, the funny thing about that mouse bit is it is probably you probably practically could do it. Uh, Put a mouse in a bottle and grow it there. Yeah, it'd be tough, guy, because you have to like bottle feed it. How the um, fuck would you clean that thing? You have to nearly drown the goddamn thing when you clean it, right? You have to like you just wouldn't clean it. Ew, you just really? shake its filth out every once in a while. Ew, God, um, that bottle would smell something funky. You, um, God, uh, they either, grow pretty fast, the, right? You get a full grown mouse in like a month. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. No, they're pretty full grown in about three weeks. So um, my question was. Um, when they take the bottle actually to Elsinore Brewery and they run into um, Pam uh, there in the electric Pam uh, and then Claude sitting at his desk uh, with the bottle, nobody questions that the mouse is still alive in the bottle. They say, well, see, this is what happens when you don't have any humans down there doing quality control. And they're looking at this bottle of beer with a live mouse in it that they, they supposedly found inside a bottle of beer. Okay, oh, yeah, that's right. I thought that was sort of funny. Nobody called them on that. The mouse was still alive in there. I thought that was pretty funny. That is pretty funny. It's uh, a subtle bit. I missed it even. Um, I think my favorite part, other than the flying dog, would be a, a scene that's really out of left field, similar to the, the ding with the skunk bit, uh, was the karate lawyer scene. That was pretty funny. That's hilarious. And that, that kind of harkens that, that back is like, to- that is out of That is out of nowhere. <laughs> and and like he kills a dude, he like uh, he literally like throws him over the stairwell into like a, a parking uh, culvert or something like that. And then yeah. one of the journalists actually knows karate, and they have a mono a mono fight at the final part of this of the fight scene. That's right. I just I, I I really enjoyed that. Sort of reminded me of like maybe Anchorman style stuff. Really it, getting off. Really. I know, really going out in left field, real random stuff. I enjoyed that. Well, there was a bit in uh, Airplane like that, right? Or, or was it the pilot Rex gets to the airport? Oh, yeah, and he's, he's, a, he's like, he's like it, punching the uh, the people peddling there. So uh, what is so comedic? I mean, this is kind of, there's some weird comedic element about random just ultraviolence inserted into comedies. Like, uh, I keep thinking of that Time Bandit scene where... Uh, uh, John Cleese's uh, Robin Hood. Hood. Mm-hmm. He's, mm. uh, That's a very uh, giving away funny giving scene. away treasure to the poor. Possibly one and of the funniest there, scenes. Yeah. And then there's one of his uh, his his you know henchmen standing right there, just 
fucking laying them out mm-hmm. as they as, as he hands them like a gold pot, mm-hmm. and this guy just very just, good, very good, oh. just knocks them side like they speed up the film a little bit. <laughs> you know, I I, I, I I think it's just I mean the violence is is funny too, but I think it's just the incredible incongruity of things. And it's that the things that are incongruous and that especially it's the mannerisms of of uh, and the sort of the history of the Robin Hood character with the behavior of his men, as you think they probably would be as a bunch of outlaw ruffians. And it's just right. it's sort of that you're seeing two things next to each other that are not continuous. And I think with this lawyer scene, it's just something it's out of the blue. It's sure it comes. It's very intense. And then it leaves. And I, I it's just like something getting a spicy bite in a meal you know it sort of hits you and then it leaves and it's just a sort of an experience well, it's it's uh, absurdist mm-hmm. and it it you know it it's 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 weird to think of uh how you can use sort of violence in a comedic way like that you know just sort of out of the and i'm sure there's a a, a million other examples of that kind of thing in film but uh here yeah <laughs> it was pretty funny uh, so, uh, man, Mark didn't like it. So I just don't uh, think I enjoyed the characters, of the, the, the Doug, Bob, and Doug. I just didn't think I didn't find them very interesting. Uh, so I mean, I don't know what to say. Well, I thought is it, it, uh, it just didn't just didn't work for me. Maybe you just don't like Canada. Maybe you just can't appreciate the Canadian stereotypes. Look, I would friend. like to watch a red green mo- movie if they one exists. Uh, no, you no. Have you watched the Red Green Show? I watch it every once in a while. That guy is funny. It, <laughs> well, he's an absurdist as well, you know. Uh, I, 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 well, I guess Bob and Doug aren't 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 aren't, aren't absurdist, but they are a, a stereotype. And uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, I guess I got nothing on that. Uh, uh, let's see. How about than, the Galactic Border Patrol possessed game? Was it an actual game, Galactic Border Patrol? I don't think so. Probably not. There was a Galaga that kind of looked like that. Yeah, my, uh, it's funny, but people are really getting into these old cabinets. My uh, brother bought a uh, Miss Pac-Man cabinet, period piece. Really? I was actually at really? his house the other day playing it. It's pretty fun. Wow. And you just like click the quarters, man? Or did yeah, it's on, it's on free play. He didn't need to charge me for it. Uh, the movie my, was filmed uh, in... Oh, go ahead. Oh, my grandparents owned a, a video game. Uh, franchise and uh, I used to go around with them while they were collecting as they called it and so we'd go into taverns at like 10 in the morning and I would play whatever video games they owned that were sitting there at the time so uh, and they used to have like a a good rotation in their garage like that were just kind of surplus or they're fixing or something like that so I used to man there was some nights where I'd play fucking Frogger Donkey Kong till two in the morning I shit you not, mm-hmm. uh, just just insanity as like a a, a young kid, and uh, I don't know, man. I I, I kind of load up one of those ROMs every now and then, uh, and I'm like, I can't believe I wasted six straight hours. Playing this no, the problem is it's not the same on your computer. The thing is, you need those buttons, you need the feel of that stick on the console, Maybe and you need it. the sound. Yeah, the sounds. It's important. just not the same, and you're standing too, you know. Well, I guess maybe not. Right. But uh, I think it's a whole experience of the cabinet. It just doesn't work when you got your like little Logitech gamepad and you're sitting in on your laptop or your computer. Or God forbid, playing two, it on your phone. I had two cabinet uh, video games of my own when I was a kid. Uh, I was very popular. But I had that was a, a Ricky Schroeder going on over here. Uh, yeah, except for it was in our dusty old garage. Uh, I had a uh, Astros Deluxe. And did you I had a vector a t- game? Did have a vector game? God damn! And I had a uh, game called Tutankhamen, which was like this Indiana Jones sort of scroller. Hmm. You know, it was. I played that recently. I played the ROM recently, and that was the fucking game was fuck all hard. <clears throat> I mean, it was really hard. Yeah, those games and, were tough. Oh Jesus! Like to get to state stage four uh, was epic. You know, I mean it anyway. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I yeah, the, there's an appeal. Um, I, I can see that. Yeah, so I guess haunting it with the uh, ghost of uh, the Elsinore Brewery, you know. Yeah, it was Maybe sort it was, of weird though that whole haunting thing. 
Well, it was cheesy. Well, yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. Well, I'm sorry you didn't like it. I, as a kid, I thought the uh, the the the, the uh, Looney Bin hockey players were menacing, hmm. and they're all like stormtrooper gear. I thought that was kind of fun. Yeah, that was sort yeah. of interesting. Very strange and kind of weird. Like you played the music, and they would all do yeah, shit. That was really kind of creepy. It was really odd. And in the way they played the music, the sort of discordant. You know, the one part that I remember as a kid that I'd forgotten about but brought back is the strength of Brewmeister Smith and his ability to crush heads. (laughs) I found that really fascinating as a kid. And it brought me back. It's actually rather disturbing ability he has. He can just take somebody's head and smash it. Is there anybody that has that kind of superhuman strength? Just, you know, some weird uncanny Ooh, God, ability. Could you really smash somebody's head? Uh, you might be able to. God, it must well, be when tough. We try they're, our, they're young enough, probably. When we try our two-year experiment where we're holed up all by ourselves, Mark, maybe we'll get to that point with each other. I don't want anybody squishing my head. It works poorly enough as it is. You stole my Doritos. If you steal my Doritos another time, motherfucker. And then, yeah, you uh, wake up with a crushed head. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. I thought I, I think that was the part of Brewmeister Smith that I found the most menacing as a child. His ability to crush heads. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other, there was another thing I thought I remember thinking about is uh, I forgot how this house resolved when Bob and Pam are in the in the storage bin. Bob drinks yeah. all the beer. That's right. I forgot about that myself. And I had forgotten that before he drinks the beer, you don't see him drink the beer, it's off camera, uh, he pisses in that beer. Yeah, that's right. And then he drinks it. <laughs> Which I thought was sort of interesting. The solution to pollution is dilution, as they say. So. Uh, yeah, dilution does a lot. But uh, I thought that was, uh, that was an interesting little thing. And I forgot he put out the fire at... The uh, was the fire at the brewery or at the? At I forget. He put out the I fire with that. his piss. Yeah, yeah. I He's forgot. I forgot that over. too. But I, I mean, the scene of him in that storage tank all blown up was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's juvenile. Yeah, it's just it's it's like uh, that's why I liked it no, as no, a kid. It was okay. It was okay. I, th- yeah. I just I didn't realize that he had pissed in that beer beforehand. Appeal appealed to my uh, my mm-hmm. uh, juvenile sensibilities. Mm-hmm. Time. No, no, you don't have to qualify it. I'm just. Oh, I do. I just try to get. I, I just try to get. I mean, you just try to get the nugget of truth in there. So, um, man, that's I'm where, sorry that's where I didn't like it. I, well, now that you think about it, I, I mean, it was short. The film's short. Yeah, uh, it's goofy. I, I like the Bob and Doug banter. Yeah. I, I thought it was. I thought it was so inane. It was funny. Mm-hmm. I think that was kind of uh, uh, my bit, and uh, you know, their obsession with beer. And uh, uh, I guess I don't even know if you could get by, you know, that these days without uh, everybody getting sensitive to recovering alcoholics and everything. Mm, I don't don't think people would be too worried about it these days. I mean, people drink beer. I did like when they came home and their dad had just basically drank out the house. They brought all that free beer home. And And they were fucking in the bedroom. And you like that drag shot? Oh, uh, that's that. That's drag, drag, and sketch comedy. I, the, oh, the, we're uh, certainly going to see that in my ultimate movie. We'll see oh, a lot of okay. a couple of dopey white guys in drag. I guarantee the uh, kids in the hall, another Canadian mm-hmm. sketch troupe, probably, probably the the best Canadian sketch troupe. Uh, is there that many? Well, there's SCTV and, and mm-hmm. these guys, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, they um, they did drag. Probably better than anybody. Yeah, they I well they took it of. seriously. Well, I think they did drag better than Monty Python, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, Monty Python didn't really take their get up seriously. No, the the um, yeah. The, well, Kids in the Hall had a few recurring drag characters that they would that they would use. Mm-hmm. So they really perfected it, I think. You know, so well they had a very small know. cast. They made the most of it. Good to see. Yeah. Well, I got nothing then, man. I, I was just going to throw out a few of my favorite bits. And uh, do you have any other bits you want to talk about? I, I well, I liked how they they threw the uh, floppy disk at Hose Head, and it just landed on his jaw. That oh yeah, they did reason. that in reverse, right? Yeah, that that was funny. Well, and, were, the, uh, were those those seem like unusual floppy disks? I don't remember that design. Uh, or were they they some sort of prop disk? Maybe 
Well, let's see. There was the, uh, what were the big ones? The seven and a quarter, seven and a half. Were they seven and a half inch floppers? There's some big fuckers. They yeah. might have been. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, some of my parents' friends had like these old IBMs. He had like a home business. Mm-hmm. He was like an accountant for uh, farmers. And he had this sort of IBM workstation. And it had those gigantic. Like they were, I mean, they were like seven and a half by seven and a half. They were like the majority of a chunk of 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 eight by eleven. They're huge, hmm. and uh, they would flop significantly. <laughs> you would put them in the disk drive, and then there was the what five and a quarters or whatever. Yeah, the, the five and a quarters. The they were they were around for a long time, and then they went down to three and a halfs, mm-hmm. which uh, I still use. I have a big stack of them at my desk at work. <laughs> so that's amazing. Take the take that. <laughs> Take that, fucking first adopters. Well, when you have a multi-hundred-thousand-dollar piece of test equipment yeah. that only takes three-and-a-half floppies, mm-hmm. you make the best of it. No, you, no, you, I, I understand. I mean, you see that stuff at, at, around the university as well. Yeah, it's like, well, we could buy another quarter of a million piece of test hardware that takes USBs, or you could just stick it out until this thing dies. Hell, that new one runs XP. Ah, uh, they do. Actually, I think that Windows 10. Oh, shit. Next iteration. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, well, man, I, I'm, I'm sort of bankrupt. I thought you'd be uh, yucking it up here with me on a Strange Brew. Sorry to say you, man. The, the, I mean, I enjoyed those absurd moments, but the Doug and Bob did not speak to me. Well, uh, Rose told me that uh, my in-laws... Uh, my father-in-law especially is a, a big fan of the the film Strange Brew, mm-hmm. so much that uh, I think he named a pet Bob. And uh, but uh, he had, uh, I, I guess, that he he a, a minor fascination with the country of Canada. They used to take uh, family trips to Winnipeg and Toronto and and places like that. And uh, uh, I don't think they knew anybody up there, but he just he just liked going to Canada. You know, as a as a registered anarcho-communist, I think it, 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 a little bit of the socialist nature appealed to him. So there might have been some sort of what do you call somebody who's really into Canada? Canadophile, like an Anglophile or a Francophile? You know, uh, possibly. <laughs> yeah. So I like Canada, man. I don't I know. Don't, I don't get there very often. It seems it's, like it'd well, it, probably be it's cold enough in Washington State. I don't think I want to go any further north. Really? That's that's what's limiting you. Your uh, uh, aversion I got a to strong magnetic pole calling me south into the warm desert. I, I, you're uh, <coughs> you don't seem predisposed to a lot of heat. I don't, I like dry know. heat. I'm not gonna. I'm not saying I'm moving to Texas or Louisiana. I'm talking about moving where it's hot and it's dry. That's true. We live uh, nearby the probably the warmest portion of Canada in the wintertime. So, uh, you know, we'll be all bundled up here in our fleece and flannels, and then you drive over the border. It's like all banana to, hammocks. Yeah. <laughs> well, you like I, I, I used to go hang out with a buddy who was uh, up at uh, University of British Columbia, and uh, he lived in sort of a, uh, I guess, a bohemian end of town up there. And we used to walk around, and it would be February, and there'd be fuckers. Like, it would be a nice day in February, and there would be people driving around in convertibles with the top down, Mm -hmm. and people actually sitting outside in cafes. You know, they had the big, huge, gigantic heat lamps on them and shit, but they were totally grooving it. They were like, hey, man, it's sunny. We're in the warmest part of Canada. Fuck yeah. I know. They came out of, like, they're from... Out east, where it's like frozen over. I don't know why Canada just didn't just didn't throw in and try to invade a Caribbean island to give themselves like a little Hawaii, like we did. You know, it would have done them wonders. Ugh. They just—it's a big—it's a big pain in the ass. I mean, totally. You know, getting uh, Hawaii under our control was a, was a, a bit of a—you got to be sort of an asshole to do it. Uh, you don't, th- yeah. And Canadians are just too fucking polite. They're too nice. I don't think they're they not willing do to it. go and kill the native population and subjugate them. Oh, God, couldn't they like take in the Can- Cayman Islands or something? It seems like Canada could just got their shit together and invaded a nice tropical island and said, "This is uh, the Dominion of Canada," you know, or uh, at least the Commonwealth. 
at well, the time before it really broke apart. They could have given Canada. Well, they're still a member island. of the Commonwealth, aren't they? Oh yeah. So course. can't they go to yeah. some of the Commonwealth positions pretty easily? Well, what, yeah. Well, so what? Yeah, we go to Jamaica. Whip de doo. There's actually a lot of Jamaicans in uh, Toronto. Well, then what would the I, what would the, the, the does that not satisfy your tropical nice place to go? Yeah, but you don't own it. You don't own it. You Hold know, it. Like we own we don't own Hawaii. A bunch of fucking rich fuckers own Hawaii. Uh, yeah, like a bunch that. of rich howlers own Hawaii. Doesn't like Larry Ellison of Oracle own fucking Lanai or some shit? Yeah. Cocksucker. I don't own it. Every once in a while, I spend money I don't have to rent a small place to stay. A few I know, but there. you get to spend it with America. You get to spend American dollars over there. You know, you like going to a different country, but it's still America. That's what I like about Hawaii. Well, you are a bit of a, you're turning into that, uh, the shrink from Twin Peaks. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love that character, Dr. Jacoby. Uh-huh. His, you're turning into Dr. Jacoby. His gigantic wallpaper of, uh, you know, a beach in, in Hawaii. Totally you should do that in your office. Put up put up one of those old 70s wallpapers, but make it a Hawaiian theme. I always, anyway, I always thought Canada deserved its, 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 uh, 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 exclave uh, tropical island, and I just don't know why they didn't didn't grab it. We got them all over the fucking place. Well, they they're lucky they got Vancouver Island. That's all I'm saying. They do. That is the warmest place in Canada in the winter time. So, all right, man. Well, uh, I'm not going to drag it out here with uh, added strange brew, uh, whatever tidbits. So, <laughs> I'm just waiting Jesus. for you to say, "Let's go to the review." Yeah, let's go to the review. This week we turn to Janet Maslin. We haven't seen heard from her in quite a while. She reviewed Strange Brew back on August 26th of 1983. 83. And I didn't I didn't really see her star rating on here. You said it was a one star? Or yeah, I saw a one star. I think maybe that's how they uh uh, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know if she gives a star rating, but I think one out of four would probably be about correct, considering the language. So I'm I'm simpatico again with the reviewer this week, which is sort of weird. Uh, he she uh, starts the review saying that uh, 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 Bob and Doug are uh, comparing them to Cheech and Chong, but saying that uh, the Mackenzies are by far the more infantile duo. It would well, be fun I to compare say, him to Cheech and Chong. Yeah, Cheech and Chong, well, at least with pot, you have a lot more dimensions to explore mm-hmm. than uh, beer, I would say. So. Yeah, beer is just a depressant. So, um, see here, it says that uh, Rick Moranis and Dave Thomas direct a movie uh, that is barely there, which I sort of have that feeling, too. You see, she's saying that the McKenzies are genial enough, and once in a while, they're vaguely funny. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that sentence. That's pretty oh, funny. I think that well. sums it up pretty nicely. Um, she did mention a couple scenes that she liked. One where uh, Bob drinks his way out of the um, uh, the uh, storage tank, which she calls one of the funnier things in the movie. And then she mentions uh, the sequence uh, with the dog. It gets painted like a skunk. I guess she's saying yeah. that she liked that. That's not exactly clear from how she has it worded. Uh, and she sums it up by saying, the price of a ticket could buy enough beer for an experience at least as memorable as this one. Yeah, all right. Well, okay. I, you know what? I think, yeah, I mean, I you think... can respond to it. I, personally, I have to agree with her largely. Well, I, th- I think I think the, 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 the 40-year-old Mark Hudson and the however old uh, urbanite New Yorker uh, Janet Maslin are beating up on the ten-year-old uh, Matt at some point, and uh, the guy the guy who 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 thought cheap laughs was, you know, I I think as a kid I I found this I, I found this movie really hilarious, and uh, I watched it with my grandma, and so maybe there's some like nostalgia there. Like I was remembering a few things. <laughs> <laughs> the intermission bit that was what five seconds long and uh i remember my grandma stupefied shouting out that's barely enough time to tinkle 
And uh, so that that still reverbed in my head, mm-hmm. and I, I still got a chuckle out of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the scenes with uh, Hose Head, and uh, doesn't he roll down the roof some point? Isn't there some fucking scene where he's rolling down the? Can't remember. Mm-hmm. Really, I don't remember that. Is that a lost scene? I swear to God, I remember a Hose Head rolling down the roof, d- dropping the disc, and then rolling back up the roof. Is, oh is, yeah, I, I, it was, there's confusing with how the disc gets in the hands of the inspector. I didn't quite understand. It came flying out the house. I think it was on the roof. I think maybe the yeah. dog was up there, but why the dog was up there? I guess it could fly, but we didn't find that out. Till well, later. I, I, I swear to God, I, I, I thought that I, I rewound and I was like, is that scene? Did I miss it? I think that's what happens, but it's very strange. Yeah. I, okay. I, 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 I can't remember. I, th- Okay, yeah, so I'm watching the bit right now, mm-hmm. and uh, the inspector goes outside, looks up. Yeah, and then Hosehead, like, rolls back up the, the roof again, and the <laughs> it's disc very, falls It's down. very fast. And as a kid, I, 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 I just lost my shit. Huh. I thought that was the funniest I, goddamn I thing in the world. I didn't catch that. I probably should have rewatched it, because I, I remember being confused when I saw the disco flying out. Hmm, interesting. Uh, I think yeah, I, I well, think it's that, just weird. I if you that, watch it again, that qualifies you, as funny. You see, you see Hosehead... Just like like steamrolling back up the side of the the the, the roof, and they, just like at light they, speed. They basically ran the film in reverse. Fucking hilarious! It's fucking look, hilarious, they, man. Look, there's some funny moments. It's just not the duo. Yeah. So, you, I, all right. Well, I, I I don't know. I, I I'm not going to throw it under the bus like you and Janet just did. It's uh, I, I think it's funny. Sorry, that's so, fine. Uh, and I'm not saying it's really super funny. It's no Napoleon Dynamite, but uh, for cheap laughs, juvenile cheap laughs, you know, watching it, uh, I thought it was pretty funny. So, anyway, there we go, man. Yeah, yeah. Matt likes well, uh, you know, Strange Brew and, like, and doesn't not too not a big fan of Young Frankenstein. Yeah, isn't that weird? I mean, I I, I, <laughs> Look, I think it's the way it's the way it is. I'm always interested at trying to understand it more than taking you know the position. Understand myself and understand you, and I think maybe I do a little bit. Maybe this is one of those movies where I think we're just not on the same. Uh, well, I, I, I'm not going to defend Strange Brew as vehemently as you defended Young Strang- Frankenstein, and I, I, I honestly don't think they're they're at all comparable. You know, uh, Young Frankenstein, I think is uh, uh, I, I I much more appreciate it's 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 you know. Uh, contribution to comedy film comedy than than i would strange brew because strange brew at its source is again just a a skit fleshed out Mm -hmm. to a full movie which i think we've kind of discussed as it's tough to do tough to do and a lot of times it's weak sauce Mm -hmm. and uh uh, it doesn't doesn't pan out and uh, interestingly enough some of the some of the some of the best films of this type of genre are you would think that they come from sketches, but they don't. It's kind of funny. Like Ron Burgundy was not a, a, a SNL character. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, uh, Austin Powers not an SNL character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yet they have that pedigree. It's sort of funny. Yeah, they have you know? the. I you know, it's interesting. I mean, maybe it works better that way, where you have this idea of creating this absurd character, but you create them with the full knowledge that you want to have them in a film. So basically, maybe it gives you a freer hand not to be stuck with the confines of the bit. Like, say, in this in this movie, they have to play homage to the set, and so they open and close with the Great White North set, Great North, Great White North set. Which maybe if they had made them specifically for the film, they wouldn't feel beholden to that. Yeah, there may be a lot of that. It may have just uh, boxed them in. Mm-hmm. You know? I think I think uh, your hands get tied a little bit. By having this history, and I think it makes it harder, probably than starting with a fresh piece of comedy. Well, like plot. Zoolander was a funny film that mm-hmm. that I believe had a, a sketch pedigree. But oh, uh, really? That that character Zoolander was in? I think there was a brief Zoolander bit, not oh, recurring. I didn't know. Idea, interesting. In, in the Ben Stiller show, hmm. I, I think there might have been just a single bit, though. I don't hmm. think it was a, a full. Full on reoccurring skit. Like, did the, he do much reoccurring skit in the Bed Stiller show? But it was always it was mostly fresh stuff, wasn't it? I think it was pretty fresh. Yeah, I'd have to go watch some of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Well, it's interesting. Uh, well, um, next week, 
about like how are we going to feel about Caddyshack? I have a yeah. feeling. I wonder if I'm going to really like it or not. You better fucking like it, or I'm going to. Uh... <laughs> you're going to come over here and you're going to you're going to tell your wife and kids to you know uh, you're going to have to you're going to have to live on your by you're going to have to hang tough for a couple hours while I go up and kick Mark <laughs> in the nuts. No man, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put a. Uh, uh, have you seen the movie? Uh, I've never really sat down and watched the whole thing. I've oh. seen a fair amount of it, bits and pieces right. here and there, but I've never sat down and watched the film. Oh, I was going to put a, a C4 rabbit in your bushes and just do you in that way. Yeah, I know there's the C4 blowing up thing. I think that's the end of the movie. I don't know how you can't. I think if you don't like Caddyshack, mm-hmm. I'm just going to call you a contrarian. Uh, I, I, I try not to be a contrarian, and I don't think I am. Uh, I think my opinion is honestly held today about this film. So I'm not, I, I certainly I would never do it just to give a hard time. Except I would may take a contrary point if I think you're ignoring something that I think is important that maybe I didn't like as much. I would take that point, but certainly not in this sort of negative contrary. I wouldn't take I'm this point to, just for excitement. I'm trying to, uh, I, you know, we kind of had a, a bit of a, a lengthy discussion about dramas being personal things. And uh, if you go back to our Secret and Lies podcast, mm. which I doubt many of the, our, our our viewers have, or viewers, our viewers, yeah, we're doing this on YouTube. If you haven't watched this by now, yeah, that was a movie I think that really hit yeah. us very differently. I don't think either of us were taking uh, like false positions in order to no. do that. I think it, we're both coming from an honest place, which I think is the case in today's podcast as well. But they're just different. so. But what I'm wondering about our comedies since this is the summer of funny, if we're uh, more divergent than convergent on what we find funny and what we don't. It seems like it's been a real mix. I think we've converged on a lot of stuff, more than I thought we would, actually. I think this is somewhat unusual, our difference in opinion today. Well, I'm just trying to wonder, I'm I'm just wondering about, uh, on the Venn diagram, what what the the overlapping section is for us, what the prime... um, uh, I guess the prime element of comedies is that the, you know, we, we've done a lot of sketch based stuff and, uh, well, I've been focusing on broad comedy, so I'm only looking at a, a particular type. Well, I'm kind of with you. I mean, I look at my stuff and I wouldn't say it's very, uh, it's very niche, although we are trying to do cult films, but, uh, you know, um, like, uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Mm-hmm. I think we were both pretty even on that. Yeah. I had some um, great stuff. I think it was sort of a mixed from both of us. Generally positive. Uh, our non skit based films like real genius. Uh, I think I like that one more than you did. I, just I, because, think we, I, I remember being having a positive opinion of it. Uh, Smokey and the bandit. I really you know. enjoyed that. I don't know. Did you enjoy it? I think you did. Uh, maybe not as much, but... Uh, I thought it was a real it, hoot, it, I think was my exact term. What's that? I thought it was a real hoot. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think the funniest film in our, in our, in our whole lineup is, uh, for me, is uh, Napoleon Dynamite. So um, I don't know what it is. You know, we've done about, what, maybe 10, 10 movies? Yeah, it's, it's, no, it, it, it ends up being our longest-themed <laughs> uh, bit of uh, podcasting. Um. What would be my favorite from what we've done? I probably need to look at the list because I have an incredibly short-term... Strangers with Canny, Monty Python, Real Genius, Zoolander, Smoking the Bandit, mm-hmm. Airplane, Napoleon Dynamite, Young Frankenstein, and Strange Brew. Uh, well, I so, mean, so. something... I mean, my I have to say my favorite would probably be Young Frankenstein, but I think as far as us together, I think Airplane. Yeah, Airplane's pretty funny. It's pretty solid. I, uh, yeah, it's a solid one. And it, mm-hmm. it's 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 uh, been around... Stood the test of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's silly. Has uh, has the juvenile element, which I really appreciate in comedies. And yeah, it'd be that, interesting you know. compared to how we, we hit on uh, uh, Caddyshack, because I think those would be two that would be classically considered the funniest movies. We've well, I, me with Caddyshack, I, I, I'm a vehement defender. and uh, Oh, I mean, I, do people uh, assail it? I, have no, I don't know what the arguments are against it. Well, I think every bit in it is solid. I, I don't think that there is a, um, a mm. weak bit. I think that the young actors are a weak element of the movie. Yeah, but see, I, I, I like the young actor, the main character of, of that film, mm. and I think it's because he's a little bit relatable. Hmm. And uh, well, I'll, I'm gonna I'll pay attention to that 
and see because uh, I, I think I remember saying, "God, these <coughs> young kids really seem out of place next to Dangerfield and Knight." Oh, uh, but I'll have to. I'll pay attention to that and get a good. Try to get a good, honest feel for that. Well, it has such a. You have uh, you have the veterans, uh, Ted Knight and Rodney Dangerfield, and then you have sort of the the middle bracket. Yeah, the guys uh, in their Chase prime, they're like Murray. batting their their career highs. Right yeah, there. you have Chevy Chase and Bill mm-hmm. Murray, mm-hmm. you know, and those are the 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 anchors of the comedy, mm-hmm. and it just doesn't get any better than those two, those mm-hmm. four four dudes right there. Yeah, know? I mean, it's um, anyways, it's it's. I think it'll be. I think it might be the most interesting sort of uh, uh, thing to talk about that that sort of weird dichotomy know. between the storyline and and the heavy hitters. It, it, just, should, it should think, be fun to see. I just think I might take it personally if you find any anything that I find funny suspect. I might just you know. Well, come with uh, your come with your gun cocked and loaded for full of the stuff you love, and we'll, come with we'll, my we'll talk it uh, out. my expletives and you, uh, your bandolier loaded up with funny bits. And uh, yeah, I'll, my multi syllabic multi syllabic uh, swear words. In tow for anything I disprove. And uh, you remember, I'm personally not a big fan of Chevy Chase. Well, I'm with you, to be <laughs> honest. I, I'm not a huge Chevy. I don't know who is. I don't know. Like, I mean, he's done some funny nerd. stuff, but I, I never quite understood why he was such a star, other than he sort of has a great smile. His his cheesy, oblivious smile. Yeah. yeah. That's, uh, who no, knows? I'm I might good. watch this and go, that was my favorite character. I'm I'm really open to whatever wherever this movie takes me. Uh, have you you seen it, right? As I said, I've seen in pieces. I've never sat down okay. and watched it in one okay. go. Okay. Okay, so uh, <laughs> hopefully that'll be a, a more lively review than this week's, which was a little bit milquetoast, which is a little bit flat, I guess. Well, uh, yeah, I think there's uh, some reason for that. Like shitty beer uh, in a can that <laughs> popped and drank too late. Some, know, some Oh, can you imagine how terrible those beers must have been in the 80s? <sighs> Fucking what? Oh man, all that all that shitty beer that I, I that I envisioned the the McKenzie brothers drinking mm-hmm. just seems just so gross. I, I can't even. I, I just uh, I drink. I remember I drinking like a Budweiser at a party once, just because it was like the only beer available to me. Mm-hmm. Oh, so foul, so gross. I I don't know. Ugh. I don't know what gets into a redneck's head, uh, and and allows them to believe that a shitty Budweiser and like a shitty like flimsy can that's the other thing about the, those beer cans are so flimsy you know and what makes you think that's 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 worth your time or your buzz to drink that shitty beer have you tried putting some clamato in it fuck i hate the oh and like coors is the same way all that stuff i, I yeah although kokanee I'm, I'm, I can drink a Kokanee. I can drink a Pabst Blue Ribbon. I'm all good with that shit, but uh, for whatever reason. Uh, strong opinions, man. I do have strong beer opinions, but I hate IPAs. I fucking hate India Pale Ales. <laughs> can't stand them. Oh, really? It makes me puke. Oh, you've even yeah. come around to me on uh, Watch the Hops. Let's let's be oh, reasonable fuck. about hops. Rural life. Well, I, I, I live here in uh, the, the, the great craft beer capital of the world seattle mm-hmm. and i'll go into the the like specialty beer stores mm-hmm. just want something you know a little different i don't drink beer that often but you know willing to experiment and i go look and i go look at the wall, wall of like single bottles you know like the 20 ounces you know the, the the ones that the uh kind of the small breweries kick out just just to try to maybe get a little bit of market share going and I'd say about eighty percent of them are IPAs. Well, see, look, this is the this is the same problem with hot sauces. I mean, the small minds answer to a more exciting beer is put more hops in it, and the small minds answer to a more exciting hot sauce is put more capsaicin in it. And yeah. those aren't nece- those are important elements of both a beer and it's important element of hot sauce. But there's a lot more to the whole package than just piling in this spicy element. I'm with you. Yeah. So I'll go to like Chuck's Hop Shop, which is a, 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 a weirdly popular uh, beer store a few minutes away from me. They have like food trucks. It's a whole scene. Uh, 
mm-hmm. and uh, skinny jeans. Yeah, I'll those, go those in there. Little and hats I, people wear. What are they called? The uh, pork, 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 pork guys. Yeah, pork pie. Pork the, pie. The Walter hats? White yeah. hats. Yeah. yeah, I'll go in there and I'll, I'll just stare, just in, in disgust at the wall of not only IPAs but double IPAs and triple IPAs, and I'm just I just want to take one of those beer bottles and beat to death a hipster. You know, I just I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Do you not have any? Yeah, I'm with you. It's like, have you tried mixing one of those with some Bud Light? It's not too bad. Uh, I, I, yeah. Well, now it makes me, I don't ever want to drink an IPA. You know, uh, I'll go to a bar, which is rare these days, but I do go to a bar and they're like, I go, what do you, I go, what do you have on tap that's not an IPA? <laughs> I'll be like, um, well, we have a Stella. I'm like, fine. As long as it's not a fucking IPA. Well, know. see, there we agree on something. We can leave on a good note today. All right. And Mark and I agree. Fuck off, IPAs. So, uh, Caddyshack is next week. And uh, until then. Yeah.